Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds. It's Monday. Let's talk about that Kansas City Chiefs game. Ned, you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Well, I can tell you what you're going to say. I can probably... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you. We talked about this on Ned Talk. We discussed this point yesterday that at every level, in every game, in every profession, not just pro football, you concentrate 100% of the time. Now, I know that's really not a possibility, but it is what you have to do when you're playing one time a week is concentrate. And the Chiefs are showing lapses of concentration. That's not to say it's the entire game. It's not. But that's the one point. And the other is, of course, Patrick Mahomes. And I don't blame him one little bit, except that he had the wrong target of his criticism. It should have been a Kadarius Tony, who was clearly in the neutral zone. And the flag, I saw it thrown. It was thrown right to the start. And I said, the buddies was watching it with, that's holding. It's coming back. Well, it wasn't holding. It was neutral zone infraction. But it was there. It was seen. It's a penalty. It took away a touchdown. And that's the kind of concentration or lack of it will cost you. Bingo, you're on. First thing is, uh, it's very obvious that on that note, how much discipline Eric Bieniemy bought brought to the offensive side of the ball for the Chiefs. It is obvious now. You cannot deny it. Say what you want about the man. He made those guys disciplined. Two, in the case of the Tony play, like I said and have said for weeks and weeks and weeks, you cannot blame a loss on one play. You can't blame the loss on the officiating because the officiating was garbage. Again, both sides of the ball, inconsistent. But it doesn't come down to one play. It's not Tony's fault we lost that game. It's not the officials' fault we lost that game. We should have never been in that position to begin with. We were the better team all day long. So the third thing that I want to point out, and this is the thing that I think is going to be hilarious for me, is that, yes, we've been eating for the last six years. We've been winning. Everyone around us knows what it's like for the Chiefs to win. We win, we win, we win. Well, all you fans that just started buying Chiefs stuff in the last six years, now it's time for you to learn how to lose. And yesterday, my friends, is a classic Kansas City Chiefs loss. There, I said it. It sucks. It is what it is. But I'm not going to let it ruin my day. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, I watch this team and they're undisciplined. It's not just that one play. It's not just Tony's fault. But I will say this. It left a really bad taste in my mouth to watch our coach and our quarterback blame those situations, blame that loss on those situations. I don't, I don't think they are blaming it. It's kind of, it's kind of, well, wait a minute. It's kind of the catalyst of everything that happened during that game. Other key penalties that should not happen. Now the penalties are going to, but there were also other infractions, and I watched it done. As much as you dislike him, Carl Jeffers is one of the best officials, and he is... Wait a minute. Stop. Stop. He is a referee, and he is one of the crew. He's the one who makes the calls to the audience. He's not the one who's judging these things. There are other officials out there. So you can't blame that on one man either. The fact is that you just pointed out encapsulation what I said. You have to concentrate at every level, and you're right. In the enemy's case, they were. In this case, they are not at all. Not disciplined. That's, that, that is the issue, 110%. I will completely disagree with you. I think Carl Chaffers is a joke. They're, Von Miller lined up offsides the next play. 
it's inconsistent officiating and it's not just for the Chiefs it's league wide I can watch you can turn on any game this year and you can see inconsistent officiating across the league and do you think that it's easier for everyone just to say oh the Chiefs fans got their feelings hurt because the officiating was bad yes because really the bigger issue is that the officiating league wide is inconsistent and it's a joke and now and we have talked about that yeah in the 110 percent it's, it's not just there. the chiefs it's Mr. across Mr. the Jeffers has refereed the last two super bowl games and may get this one i doubt it but he may get this one too. it doesn't matter it it's not, not just the him one. stop don't stop it is not one man. He is the chief of the crew, but he is a referee 110%. like the others. The others are the ones making yeah. the calls. He has to go by what they say. And the fact is that what they say in the case of, and you're right, it is not one play. The Chiefs were inconsistent the entire game. How many drop passes did they have yesterday? Routes are, it's a, it all comes back to what we said. It's undisciplined football on the offensive side of the ball. And it really comes down to the route running, and it's going to come down to that wide receiver coach, and it might come down to the OC. We'll see. But again, it's undisciplined. That's 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 the Chiefs' problem. And that the is where problem. I will agree with you 100% in every case. Now, in terms of how Buffalo approached the game, Buffalo's James Cook had a great game. My God, he rushed for, uh, I think, 89 yards. or runs for 58 yards, and he had 89 yards in receptions. And the Chiefs did not guard him at all. He was wide open on one of the touchdown runs. James Cook was a catalyst in that ballgame for Buffalo, as was... A, a certain level of their offensive line. Now, QB was sacked more times than Mahomes was. And Mahomes didn't really have a whole lot of time to throw. I was a little disappointed in the Chiefs' offensive line yesterday. They didn't really come to the fore as such. It's almost to the point where, hey, we've won these games before. We'll pull this one out, too. It doesn't that's, work quite that way. No, and that's I think that's a really good point you're making right now, too, because that's something that everyone else has fallen on. And guess what, man? You can't put yourself in that position every single time because you're not going to win every single time. Well, we hope they win next week when the game, folks, will be at 10, actually 12, 12 noon on Sunday, and Ned Talk will be at 10 on Sunday morning. I know on your schedule... It says the game is at night on Monday night. Been flexed back it. to Sunday, so just be down. aware of that. And again, and the Kingdom Show will actually be on Tuesday next week. It is Monday night tonight, though. But yeah, I, I ultimately, like I said, I've been a fan for 40 years. I know what it's like to lose as a Chiefs fan. <laughs> I know what it's like to win. They've given me everything I could ever hope for in my entire life in the last six years, and I am so thankful for that. And who knows? They may come back this hey, year. But, hey, man, you got the Broncos one game behind you. It's not it, – uh, I'm not I'm not throwing it in, and I will love this team. We could be 2-14, and 2-15. It don't matter. But, again, I will say this. There's a lot of money involved in the National Football League. A lot of money. And is like I said, is it easier for them to just call us babies for being upset at the officiating, or is it going to be easier for the NFL as a whole to admit that they have an officiating issue? They they admit it. They know it. They have to know. Then it. what are they going to do we about it? We all prefer that it doesn't end up at two and fifteen. Yeah, but but <laughs> what is the NFL going to do? Well, about the, it? the the committee, the rules committee, has to get together and make a judgment, and they have to go to the National Football League. Uh, the union, so to speak, which is the association, the official association, say, look, got to clean this up. It's ruining our credibility. And when you ruin the 
status of the game in the public's eye in any any situation, you have harmed yourself irreparably. We'll see what happens down the road, but ultimately, like I said, it's consistency and there's not any from the officiating or from the Chiefs on the offensive side of the ball. Now that we're done fighting about the Chiefs, how did your team do last night? I'm blaming the officials for this game. <laughs> I'm blaming the officials for letting the game start to begin. <laughs> oh my, my. Isn't it curious how both Super Bowl teams Teams from last year are in a dreadful late season slump like this. The Chiefs and now Philadelphia that boy they can't seem to get out of the way of themselves. Dallas just ran them over last night, 33 to 13. Philadelphia, the only touchdown they had was a, a fumble return. They're not playing well at all. They are slumping. Dallas is playing very well. The Eagles and the Chiefs, both of them are probably going to be in the playoffs without any question. But the fact is, where are they going to be? Probably not playing at home. That'll be a big difference. It always is. And uh, the team in green and white that uh, I secretly pull for and is coached by a guy whose relatives live here in town, Nick Sirianni, uh, is just not not performing with the function that they should. They reportedly or seemingly so have the best offensive line in football. That line didn't do anything last night. They were, they being the Dallas Cowboys, all over Jalen Hurts. And Cowboys, Dak Prescott and company ran a very good game. That was well-deserved. Dallas is a good team. 33-13, they win. You know, I I was going to make a a comment about how in the same case as the Chiefs, you look at those final, what, four games, and you go, oh, okay, okay. Eagles face off with the Seahawks. They got two games against the Giants and the Cardinals. Say the same thing with the Chiefs, Patriots, Raiders, Bengals, Chargers, but then really... (laughs) Any given Sunday, baby. You never know. You Parody never is know. Parody of talent. You see it in college football. They're the guys who are going to the NFL. Hey, it's almost, not, I can't say equal status, but it's a circumstance in which the talent level is so widely spread that anything can happen. And you're seeing it right in front of you, but yes. At least yours didn't come down to one play. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes, it did. Yes, it did. It did. The kickoff. The, the, the coin flip at the beginning. All right. Let's talk about basketball. How do our uh, college teams here in uh, Springfield well, do? The Bears got a big win on Saturday. Knocked off Sam Houston State, which is Conference USA team, and a team that's been in the NCAA tournament quite a bit. The Sam Houston State team got off to a, just an awful start in this game. The Bears were up by about 15 points, and then it was pretty much even on from there. Missouri State won at 69-60, to and Sam Houston State had a lot of talent, but so did the Bears. And when you get off to a specifically large lead like they did, that's, that's awfully tough to overcome on that team's home court, and Sam Houston State could not do it. So the Bears get a win. They visit Tulsa next Saturday. There will be no games during the week. This is finals week over at college. So the Bears are next on the court Saturday down in Tulsa against the Golden Hurricane. I hope that series continues because it's been one that's dormant now for a number of years. I think 2015 may have been the last time they played. And just close neighbors, former conference rivals, they should play each other. Drury had their big Hall of Fame rally and their overflow the O, and wouldn't you know it, Drury lost both games. Lady Panthers fell to Southwest Baptist by 1.6665. This is Southwest Baptist from Bolivar, folks. And then the Bearcats, the men's team, came down and pinned a 3.6562 defeat on Drury. So that was not a pleasant day over at the O, but nonetheless, the Drury teams will come back and they'll play a little bit later on and indeed, I think, are a lot better from what they performed on Saturday. Missouri and Kansas. Missouri played over in Lawrence at the 
Fog Allen Fieldhouse in Lawrence. That's a tough place to play. You have 15,500 constantly screaming. Missouri got off to an early lead, but Kansas came back. Kansas pretty good. They're number two in America. 73-64, KU beat Mizzou in that game. Hopefully, that rivalry continues as well. I only saw one replay of that uh, uh, KU-Mizzou game, and that was where that Mizzou kid was going back for the layup. Jayhawk came down, chased him down, and threw it into the stands. I can glad it's one hell of a defensive play, my guy. It is. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, let's talk about the Royals. It looks like they got at least uh, one reliever they were after. Well, they, this this didn't create exactly the same kind of hysteria that Shoei Otani did, signing his $700 million contract with the Dodgers. $700 million. Now, we'll talk a little bit about that in a second. But the Royals did re-sign. 34-year-old Will Smith. He's a lefty. Uh, he, I say re-signed because he began his career with the Royals back in 2012, and he was a starting pitcher then. He is not now. He's a reliever. Mike, he's a reliever who has three World Series rings, and they're all consecutive. He's played in three straight World Series. Uh, Smith is hes not a great star, nothing like that, but he will eat up innings, and he will help the bullpen. The fact of the matter remains that Will Smith is an old pro, and he is left-handed. And that makes a big difference. Anyway, signs for the Chiefs, one year for $5 million. Shoei Otani, real quickly, $700 million. We were gawking. Everybody is gawking at that. How are the Dodgers going to afford it? Well, don't be misled, folks. A lot of that money is deferred until he retires. Still, it adds up to $700 million. Kind of a Bobby Bonilla-type deal. Bobby Bonilla is an old, retired New York Mets, St. Louis Cardinals player. He signed a contract, Mike, that pays him a million dollars a year until 2032. There's a a special day. They call it the the Bobby Bonilla Day, and he makes a big joke. Yeah, I'm celebrating another year of working hard. (laughs) Smart guy. It's a brilliant contract. Also, though, do you think that this is a bigger issue on cap? in baseball because you're seeing right now what's happening with teams that are willing to spend that kind of money down the road and then you see the teams that can't or aren't and the competition is starting to kind of fade away from each other that you, you make a saying? very good point that's an extremely good point because there is a salary cap in baseball as such they call it the luxury tax yeah but the luxury tax is a joke because the yankees the phillies the Dodgers, the, the Red Sox, the Angels, they can all afford that. Hey, it's a penalty, oh, we'll pay Just it, fine. Like playing another, pl- paying another player. That's and exactly that's how it. they treat it, and they might as well do it. And my friends, you're seeing why a lot of people stop watching baseball every single year. Ned, you have a great day, and I'll see you tomorrow.